everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Eva Ray, and this is my podcast, Little Miss Feisty. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Alejandra Garcia. She is a 28-year-old single mother to a ridiculously adorable one-year-old baby boy in the greater Los Angeles area. My show has the reputation for empowering women, and I don't like to discriminate, and we all know women who have raised children on their own, yet are not allowed to share their story. Today's episode, have a baby, they said, it'll be fun, they said, is a whole lot of realness about the ups and downs of motherhood and the battles that come with relationships. Hear Alejandra's truth and her reasons for why she chose herself, her happiness, and her future. We all have experienced our own fair share of failed relationships, and we know someone who is a single mother or just a mother in general. And I am almost 100% sure nine out of 10 times they are strong women. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you Alejandra. Thank you for joining me today and allowing me to interview you. I know this is a very intimate and vulnerable conversation and it is not easy to be so open and honest about what you're going through or experiencing. Welcome to Little Miss Feisty. Thank you for having me, Eva. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) All right. So I'm so glad that you are allowing me to interview you today and I'm so excited to share your story. And now it is your time to tell the world about the reality of what being a single mother is really like. So first things first, how old are you? 28. Very nice. When's your birthday? June 23rd. It's coming up. Yes. Okay, so how many children do you have? Just one. And how old is your baby boy? He'll be two in June. Oh my gosh. Does time fly when you're a mom or what? Yeah, it does. I remember when he was born and now he's a crazy two-year-old, almost two-year-old, wild child. He is unstoppable. (laughs) So where's your son's father? I don't know. (laughs) What do you mean you don't know? Do you have an idea? (laughs) Yes, I have an idea where he could be, but I actually have a restraining order against him right now. So... Do you want to elaborate on that, or is that something that you don't want to go into? No, we can go into that. I mean... So, under what circumstances are your restraining order? Um, Oh, I'm a victim of domestic violence. Um not necessarily being hit but verbally abused and mentally as well or just yes. verbal yes psychologically emotionally I'm so. sorry that you went through that that's horrible okay so um how long were you two together for almost five years that's a long time does he see your son often no, right now he can't have any visitation due to the restraining order. So it's due to safety purposes? Yes. Okay, so is he paying you child support currently or? No. So what do you do for work? I'm unemployed right now, so I'm looking for work. 
hasn't been easy, but I keep trying every day. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I understand your job hunt struggle, so it's not easy to get a job, especially in LA. Um, <laughs> do you struggle with paying for your son's needs since you're unemployed and not receiving any child support at the moment? Yes, but thankfully I have my parents who are helping me. They help me buy diapers, um, like little things like even a carton of milk, mm -hmm. a box of Cheerios. So um, groceries and yeah, clothes ever, or um, he has a lot of He has on. a lot of clothes right now, so luckily I haven't needed to buy any, but he's growing so fast that some of his stuff is like already <laughs> small. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, can you just describe some of your financial struggles? Hmm. You could think of anything that's, you know, even if it's not directly affecting your son, that affects you due to, you know, your you well, being I have a car payment, car insurance, mm -hmm. phone bill. Um, I don't have to pay rent right now, but I will in within the next couple months, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. So that's another. What about credit cards? Do you have any credit cards that you have to pay? Yes. Okay. So normal bills, you know, average adult, adulting. Um, so are you planning on filing to receive child support? Yes. <clears throat> so in the during the process of applying for food stamps, the welfare office they pretty much do their own filing of making him pay mm -hmm. child support in a way. And him is the father of his the father. Child, yes. Right? Okay. So you're in the process of receiving government assistance. Mm -hmm. Have you ever received any government assistance prior to having a child, or is this the first time that you are cashing in on welfare services? Um, well, I was collecting unemployment like at, a t um, at one time, but mm. didn't last very long because then I got another job, so... Okay, that's normal. Um, so do you receive any emotional support from your friends and family? I know that you mentioned your parents and how they help you. Um, so obviously the family is supporting you. Yes. And thankfully I do have that to help me get through a lot of my problems, like emotionally just having someone to talk to is, you know, like good therapy in a way. Mm -hmm. So were you left alone a lot? Were you by yourself a lot? Or were you, when you were with your ex, 
you know, it seems like from what you just said, it seems like you didn't really have much of a relationship in that sense of like interpersonal skills or not skills, but connections and like, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I was left alone a lot because he worked nights Mm-hmm. And then during the day, he slept most of the day. And then when he got up, it was time to leave again. So didn't really get to talk to him. And then when we did talk, it was always, you know, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. The sink is full of dishes. Why don't you, you know, go out and do something? Take Mason for a walk or you know, just, like, anything to, like, nitpick at you instead of nurturing your relationship. Yeah. Or even being a team player, it seems like. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. He sounds like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Uh, hypothetically speaking, if some sort of inconvenience occurs, would you be able to fix it or handle it? What kind of inconvenience? Um, literally anything, anything that you, the first thing that pops into your head that you aren't necessarily prepared for. I mean, you know, like if your car breaks down, I know you have a new car, but stuff like that, any, any sense of inconvenience, it could be small, it could be big, but would you be able to fix it or handle it if, you know, do you... If it required money, do you have the resources to pay for something? Or are you emotionally equipped to handle? Having a child, you kind of have to be. I mean, you can't just, like, curl up in a ball and be like, I don't want to do this today. You have take to, a nap right here. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get up every day. And even if something happens that just messes it up, you just have to deal with it and figure it out keep moving forward yeah there's like no you know you can't just say oh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that today you have to because you have a little person depending on you that's a lot of responsibility yikes I don't know if I'm ready for that girl (laughs) (laughs) so do you go to therapy Mm mm-hmm And how is that going for you? It's going great. I love my therapist. She is like one of my girlfriends, I feel, already. Mm -hmm. So talking to her is like so, so easy. And she totally gets me. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy seeing her and like look forward to my sessions each week. Mm -hmm. So this week I get to see her again (laughs) (laughs) on Saturday I just had I had a session this afternoon and um so I get to see her again on Saturday so that's good I go to therapy too so I totally understand your excitement it's nice to have someone who validates your feelings and (laughs) you know no one calls you crazy and it's really nice to be understood 
mm-hmm. you know, especially being after being emotionally abused, you have this sense of self-doubt and your perception of reality isn't necessarily what you're experiencing and you kind of you're used to being gaslighted by your partner but then when you're out of it you still kind of have to detox from that mm-hmm. um is your perception of the world different now that you're starting to understand yourself more on a on an emotional level yeah can you elaborate on how things have changed that you noticed about yourself well when I when I was with my son's father it was like I was doing it all on my own mm-hmm. and now that I really am on my own it's I don't know like it feels normal to me but then at times it feels scary like I don't know I just feel more vulnerable because at least when he when we were living together you know he was kind of like my security blanket um just like yeah i guess or like the safety a sense of a safety net yeah like now i just feel i feel like it's just myself and my son like we're alone and i feel more vulnerable to like stuff happening like even just driving down the street or walking around at the store I don't know it's it's weird so do you think that by this by you removing yourself from that relationship completely you've acquired this hypersensitivity to your vulnerability mm-hmm. and you feel like I don't think I was really aware of it I don't know if So would you say that this experience has made you stronger regardless of your feeling of being more vulnerable now? Yes. In what way? I think because of my son, I had to be strong because if I didn't have him and it was just me, I don't know I mean I would probably not get out of bed in the morning or leave the house or do anything because of my depression and just anxiety of everything that's been going on and you know it's overwhelming yeah so do you think that you are a strong person i didn't before so your your reason to perse- to continue to persevere is your son yeah would you say that you're resilient I think I have to be 
Well, only successful people are resilient. So you got that going for yourself. <laughs> I think you're resilient. So can you describe your typical weekday? Um, let's see. He wakes up at around 7.30. Mm-hmm. And it's go time. There is no, give me 10 more minutes, please. It's like, get up and feed me. So he has his breakfast. Same thing every day. Some (laughs) strawberries and waffle. Some milk. Have my coffee. He watches Paw Patrol. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to get some... um, job searches in while he's doing that Mm -hmm. and then get ready um either we play out in the yard or we leave go to grandma's he loves his grandma and grandpa Mm -hmm. so yeah we're either there or at target which since he was old enough to know he <laughs> loves that place I'm like you want to go to target yes <laughs> so, yeah i mean we're either there target grandma and grandpa's playing with bubbles yeah he loves bubbles um i've started taking him to the park Or we just cruise around and he just likes to look at everything and <laughs> he likes trucks. He's such a boy. Yeah, so that's pretty much what we do every day. Mm-hmm. We're kind of in a in a routine now. Before it was just like do whatever you Yeah, want. spontaneous. So do you think that this experience has forced you to be more strict on your time management skills and your organizational skills and you know different skills like that yeah because I'm gonna be the one I'm gonna be the one now providing for him Mm -hmm. so I can't just sit around and not do anything like I gotta get you know your ducks in a row yeah and make it happen put that on your resume (laughs) (laughs) so what's your favorite part about being a newish mother because he's almost two so it's not like you're fresh into Mm -hmm. motherhood Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know it's been it's almost two years so you're still a new mom Mm -hmm. so what's that what's your favorite part um there's so many top five so now that he's getting older and he's starting to talk mm-hmm. you know and like he understands what I'm telling him so mm-hmm. it's like we have a little conversation and he says what he wants to say and mm-hmm. so that's fun and then just you know watching him just turn into this little like he has his own personality already Mm -hmm. and it's just so cute to watch and he's so loving (laughs) and he loves animals Mm -hmm. and he's just so kind and he is a kind baby 
and I just love to watch him smile and be happy and I try to you know I don't want him to forget about his dad Mm -hmm. so I do show him a picture Mm -hmm. every now and then but he always says like oh dada bye bye so you know that that hurts me do you have this sense of like response do you feel responsible for that or no I feel so my son's father pretty much made his bed and now he's gonna have to lie in it like he has his own um you know his own demons to deal with and it's just sad that my son has to pay the price and he's gonna grow up and not have him in his life until he can get his stuff together and but all I can do is just keep loving my son and raise him to be a good man Mm -hmm. so so what is your biggest struggle with being a single mother since you've been doing this pretty much on your own anyway but you know Mm -hmm. you had that sense of security like you were saying before Mm -hmm. but um now that you're out of there and you're in your new your current living situation what's your biggest struggle with being a for real single mother this time (laughs) instead of playing house with Mm -hmm. some guy well I don't have a partner you know like Mm -hmm. I I have to be everything I have to be the you know disciplinarian I have Mm. to be the chef I have to be the you know the fun fun person and it's like I'm literally so tired at the end of the day from doing all of that I can't just be like oh go tell your dad or you know go ask daddy or you know it's like it's just me Mm. and he comes to me for Everything. Everything. So it's just... You're his constant. Yeah. Which is good. You know, that that's really awesome that you are. That then, he trusts you. And then too, like, I just... There's things that I won't be able to teach him. Like, there's things that only a father can teach their son. Their son. And my son isn't gonna have that at least not right now I mean who knows later on but he's so little now and I feel like this is a time when he needs him the most Mm -hmm. well we can only just hope that his father you know sees what he's doing and comes to his senses yeah and you know doesn't allow himself to miss out on any more of his child's life so if you could go back in time what would you do differently um obviously i probably would have left sooner how soon before the baby or after the baby i mean it still would have been after Because it didn't really get bad until, at least not that I saw, Mm -hmm. but things didn't start going downhill till after he was born. Mm -hmm. 
but even then I still had that like sense of well you know if I stay you know he'll change and things will get better you know I just didn't want what's happening right now like my son to grow up without his dad Mm -hmm. those are those are valid reasons you know my mom did it too so I totally understand and also I probably would have spoke up a lot more Mm -hmm. I just you know shut down and didn't really stick up for myself yeah and the times that I did I was called you know you're being you're being you know the b word and you know you're you have an attitude and it's like what yeah it was oh i'm so sorry i was not having a good time (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad we could laugh about it but that's horrible what a jerk yeah ugh so do you want to go back to school like you know what would you like to do now you know with experiencing what you went through having a hard time getting a job you know what what do you want to do like what do you see for yourself well first and foremost i need to find a job Mm -hmm. hopefully one that will provide me with benefits because Mm -hmm. right now i'm also receiving medical which is not that great what we like to call garbage yeah trash millennial yeah. terms so it's not that great of insurance and mm-hmm. um so i need to get a the, job first yes so do you want to go back you. to school and yes i would like to do you have an idea of what you would like to do um something like uh either medical billing or pharmacy tech I don't know, something along those lines. I, when I was in high school, said I wanted to be a nurse, but then quickly realized that I didn't really want it that bad because I didn't want to put in all the effort and time. Effort and, you know, it was expensive and my parents couldn't afford it and all of that. So we could have made it happen. <sighs> But it's okay. I get it. It's a lot to handle. So if you could have your dream career tomorrow, like you could wake up, it doesn't matter. Like what, no matter what the schooling is, certifications, any of that, don't think about that. Like if you could wake up tomorrow with your dream job, your dream career, what would it be? Oh boy. Would you still want to be a nurse? No. Would you? <laughs> okay. No, you're being honest. It's not, be, it's not because I don't like help. It's not because I don't like helping people. I, no, you. It's just I don't have. I just have like this thing with you know like blood and. Yeah, that's stuff real. Like that. I'm not so. judging you. I'm just I'm asking because you your reasoning for not going to school. You know, it wasn't. The whole blood and needles and all that other stuff wasn't a part of it. So I was just asking. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what would you want to do? I have no idea. 
So do you think you're still like finding yourself? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I think that's important though. I think you're still young, so it's not like you should have it figured out. None of us really have it figured out to be completely honest with you. Um This isn't really a question, but if you can tell the audience or give a message to young women who are in relationships that aren't the best or even in relationships and you know that end up having the idea of having a baby I mean I know accidents happen but you know it's the reality of taking the risk and being an adult and being in an adult relationship so mm-hmm. what would you tell what would you tell your niece be smart and always listen to your gut because if that little part of you inside is telling you that something's not right most likely it's not so you always have to listen to what your little voice or Mm -hmm. that little feeling like in your gut is telling you Mm -hmm. and just always pay attention to the red flags even though you love this person and they, you know, in the beginning were so kind and loving and people change. Mm -hmm. And then there's other factors that get thrown in and it's just like, you know, that person is, it's like that person is dead to you now. Yeah. So... If you can, you know, stay aware and just pay attention to all these little things and don't get clouded over with, oh, well, I love him and he says he loves me. It's You can say I love you all you want, but you have to feel it and or not feel it because you just have to feel that the other person is feeling the same way that reciprocation yes thank you um and also you have to love yourself before anyone else yeah i think that's really important i mean it's unfortunate that you had to go through all of this to get to this point but like i said you're so young still and i think that you have so much living to do and Unfortunately, it took you five years to get to this point, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, lastly, I just wanted to say that you have displayed so much resilience, strength, and courage that a lot of women have a hard time getting to the point of actually acting on their intuition or their gut feeling because, you know, they don't have any sort of safety net, any support from their family. You know, the reason why a lot of women are in abusive relationships is because they have no one to turn to and they feel like they're a burden. Mm -hmm. And from what it sounds like, you are very loved. And I am so glad that you chose yourself and your son's well-being and your happiness and your future because it's not an easy choice we just talked about how you battled with yourself obviously for a little while and 
that is why there are so many women who stay with men that aren't good for them or their children. Mm-hmm. And you should be very proud of yourself and you should look towards the future with hope and excitement because the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope that this episode has shined a light on a topic that is t- typically negative. Women are so amazing and manage to raise children without a man by their side and continue to succeed. This is the world we live in. My message to all women out there is to always choose yourself. Otherwise, no one else will. Choose to be happy. Choose, Choose to live your best life because you can. I wanted to give a special thanks to the delightful Alejandra Garcia. Thank you for your vulnerability and honesty. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It was my pleasure. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for your time. And I'm just going to say goodnight because it's pretty late for me right now. But (laughs) thanks for listening.